What up, what up, what up? Y'all already know this is Punch Drunk Boxing, a.k.a. Mr. Moo. Shot himself. Ladies and gentlemen, what a weekend of boxing it was. What a weekend of boxing it was. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the heavyweight division was alive and well. Um, last night, of course, we saw the Big Bang. Zhang versus George Joyce, the rematch. And my goodness, my goodness, what a right hand from the Big Bang. Landed in the third round, knocking out George Joyce. He went night-night. Nap-nap. Nap-time. Man, I actually thought that George Joyce was going to do better in the rematch. But damn. Wow. Wow. But we're going to be talking about more about that. Also, we got Connor Ben. Connor Ben, son of a legend. You already know. Nigel Ben, the Dr. Schroyer. Kind of Ben, of course, he's he been going through controversy out there in the UK because of positive tests. But it's glad to see him back in the ring. He's one of the phenom in the welterweight division, but now campaigning in the 154-pound division. And in which I believe in 2024, I think he's going to be one of the most stacked divisions in the sport of boxing. Of course, we got Keith Thurman probably going to be moving up. We got Danny Swift Garcia out there campaigning. We still got Brian Castaño, Jamel Charlo going to be fighting Canelo Alvarez, moving up two divisions up. We're going to be talking about that as well. But we still got Fundora. We got Erickson Lubin going to be fighting in the undercard of, of, of Charlo versus Canelo. Um, Earl Spence probably going to be moving up. Um, Bud Crawford probably going to be moving up. Virgil Ortiz already moved up. Boots Ennis, I believe, eventually is going to move up because he's a big welterweight. So Conor Ben, who is trying to lock down a fight with Chris Eubank Jr. You already know last year it fell off because of the positive drug test. In which kind of Ben, you know, pleased his innocence and things of that nature. He's going to keep on fighting for his innocence. Um, but I'm glad to see him back in the ring. Did his thing versus Rodolfo Orozco. My goodness. And I'm saying like this, man. Talking about positive tests, man. Man. The way that kind of Ben was landing them shots. Throwing and landing them shots for 10th rounds. Kind of Ben won that fight. A unanimous decision. 10 round decision. But damn. Conor was landing some shots that I was, I couldn't even believe how Rodolfo Orozco was still standing up. I was starting to question, yo, should he get tested? Damn. Because, man, I'm like, yo, I know this going to play into effect. You know, when the adrenaline stop pumping, y'all know, y'all know y'all athletes as well. People that's, that's familiar to being an athlete and familiar when adrenaline is pumping. It feels like you could take, take, take shots that you normally wouldn't take. You could play basketball, you could bust the an ankle and stuff like that and, and, and twist your ankle but and still keep playing because your adrenaline is pumping. So he was taking some shots that I think that, man, anybody could have gone down. He was taking hella headshots, pause. But, man, it was glad, glad to see Conor Ben back in the ring. I think he, he he could really have a country behind him. He's an entertaining fighter. I like his style. I like his charisma. I like the way they're pushing him. Um, it, it's, it's not necessarily last year and stuff like that. Um, but I like the way that they 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 pushing them. Um, I like the father and son collaboration. Y'all already know. Um, fatherhood is prominent in the sport of boxing. Nigel Ben is a legend. Shout out to Nigel Ben. Um, also gonna be talking about Richardson Hitchens in 140 pounds, one of the phenom in 140 pounds. Um, fighting Jose Cepeda, beating Jose Cepeda. Shout out performance by Richardson Hitchens. And people got people people kind of mad with your boy Punch Drone Box. Well, there's a lot of people that understand what I'm trying to say. But man, Richardson Hitchens, yes, it was a shut, it was a shutout performance, but damn Lord, it was hard to keep, it was hard to stay up. That was one hell of a boring <laughs> outing by Richardson Hitchens, New York native. Y'all know I'm from New York City. So it's not easy for me to this. I'm not even gonna say this because look, if it's boring to me, it's boring to me. Damn it, I'm the paying customer. Alright? 
That was boring, bro. It was good as a boxer, right? But damn, it was boring for TV. Oh no, that that should not be allowed on TV, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna keep I, I'm gonna keep it consistent. I did a video a couple of years ago about rigging down, and I said this man should be banned from television. He's not be allowed. Blah blah blah. It is what it is. I keep it consistent. I keep it consistent. I said Devin Haney also was boring. He got to step it up. He got to step it up. That fight with George Cambosa, Devin Haney, that was one of the most boringest fights I ever seen. But he turned. He tried to turn it up in the second in, 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 in the second fight. He did pretty good. He did pretty good versus Loma. He stood his ground. He stood his ground. But I never thought that I was going to see a more boring fighter than Devin Haney. But I did. Richardson Hitchens is one of the most boringest fighters I ever seen. I don't know who wins. But as of right now, I was so actually disappointed. Look, you beat a good, respectable um, um, ex-war champion in, in, in Jose Cepeda. I get it. I'm going to say it like this, folks. And I'm going to say it again because I keep on saying it. Because people like to use this the scapegoat of the sweet science. Hit and not get hit. Every time we're talking about somebody's boring or they're not entertaining, somebody's going to throw you th throw this. Well, if boxing is all about hit and not get hit. It's the sweet science. I said this before and I'm going to say it again. The sweet science was never meant to be boring. It was always meant to be exciting. If the sweet signs was always boring, if that's what it is, hit and I get hit, it's supposed to be boring because that's what people like to bring it up. You know what I'm saying? Then boxing would have never been a lucrative sport like it is today. Boxing was never was good. Boxing would have never been the number one sport in America back in the days. The second best sport in Mexico. The second best sport in the UK. Shout out to soccer, football. If the sweet signs was meant to be boring, then boxing would have never, it would have never lasted. You feel me? The sweet signs was always meant to be exciting. And I, and I have to re-educate the people, even the people that, that's in boxing that like to use, like Richardson Hitchens said, you know, I, I, I was taught in the, he said in the post-fight interview, I was taught in the gym, hit and I get hit. Cool. I'm all good for that. I just don't want to see Taggery. Taggery. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see a little pity pat. I don't see no jab and grab and jab and, and leave and jab and run and grab. And I, I don't, I don't want to see none of that. Because this is what I'm talking about. Look, the hit and I get hit. Mike Tyson, what was his style? What was Mike Tyson's style? The peekaboo. Slip, get into you, pause. You feel me? Slip, throw, hook to the body, the uppercut, stuff like that. But it was always getting out of line. Hit and I get hit. He was exciting. Pernell Whitaker was exciting. Pretty Boy Floor was exciting. Sugar Ray Leonard was exciting. Oscar De La Hoya was exciting. What you think these guys doesn't exhibit? The hit and I get hit strategy? Willie Pep back in the days was the most exciting fighter in his time. But, but he was the, the, the definition of hit and I get hit. He was the definition of the sweet signs. And let's not forget that the sweet signs was, was named... The name, the name and the phrase sweet signs was invented by a journalist, an independent journalist, just like me and you. You know, sometimes boxers be like, y'all don't know nothing about boxing. Well, it was a journalist that called it the sweet signs. There was no boxer in the gym. Go look it up. Go look it up. It was a journalist that called it the sweet signs. It wasn't a boxer. So you got to respect even a journalist and, and independent media, media like folks, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes y'all yeah, try to throw us under the rug and stuff like that, not giving them the respect, always trying to bully us and saying, well, you know what I'm saying? You never been in the ring. 
You don't know nothing about boxing. Using the, the, the Roger Mayweather phrase. Shout out to Roger Mayweather. Rest in peace. But let me tell you like this, man. It's us that pump y'all. We pump, we pump, we pump life into the sport of boxing just as much. Y'all don't fight enough. Y'all fight like one, two times a year. Yeah, we talking about y'all every day. And at the end of the day, it's all about preserving the sport of boxing. Um, that's what I'm here for. Preserve the sport of boxing, the modern day wars, modern day gladiators, to put their life on the line for a pure entertainment. I understand, but that was boring yesterday. And that should, that should not be televised. And you know why he, he knows that it was boring. Even Eddie Hearn, he didn't like it. You don't understand? Because if you look at the post-fight interview, uh, Richardson Hitchison, Hitchens, he was actually saying, my fault. He knows. And he, he also told um, Eddie Hearn, my fault. You know my fault. You know you know when you showcase throughout, throughout a 12-round bout, by midway, by midway, if you have more speed, more intellect, more footwork, IQ, athleticism, punch selections, you are levels above. Hitchens was levels above his uh, Jose Cepeda in every category. So midway, by you got to turn it up somewhere. You just can't be coasting and stuff like that. Because now people are, this is what it is about fans. And I think that, that even boxers, I think they don't understand in my opinion, see, let, let me speak for a fan, right? As a fan. And there's some boxers that are fans of the sport as well. But let me speak. Fans understand when you're going all out. Fans understand when you leaving everything in the ring. Fans, in the end of the day, whether lit win or lose, if they identify that you gave it your all and you left it all out there, you become a fan-friendly um, a, a, a fighter. Fans will like you. It don't matter if you win or lose. This is the reason why Pitbull Cruz, his stock went up, even losing to Javante Tan Davis, because the fans identified that he was trying, he was, he was trying to win. He was leaving on the line. He was in pursuit of trying to beat Javante Tan Davis from round one to round 12. And even that he lost, the fans identified that he did not cheat them out their money. Richard, Richardson Hitchens cheated his fans. You know why? Because when you hear when you hear nothing, you can drop a dime and you hear it. And the fans in Orlando was all quiet and shut. And they start booing. Oh, yeah, you pitching a shutout. In your mind, oh, yeah, like, it's him, I get hit. Oh, yeah, he's pitching a shutout. Why the people are booing? Why the people are booing? Roy Jones Jr. in his heyday, there was a fight where he, there was a round he never got hit. And copy box striker never got hit. But he was very offensively sound, just like Mike Tyson and just like other people I named. Flo Mayweather, all these guys was de de defensively responsible. They was all defensively responsible. Even Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez don't get hit with shots. What they say about Canelo Alvarez? Damn, he got good upper body movement. That doesn't mean, again, the sweet science is not meant to be boring. The sweet science was always exciting. Always exciting. Always exciting. But hopefully, just like um, Shakur Stevenson before the hearing fight, and and if y'all if y'all follow the channel, the YouTube channel, Punch Run Boxing, y'all understand what I, I've been I've been doing videos about it. And I even asked Shakur Stevenson when I did interview him um, before he had a fight with Yashino out there in Newark, Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> you know, before this hearing fight, 
he went he took it to social media and apologized because of his performance. Quite like the one that Hitchens Hitchens had. You know what I'm saying? A shutout performance, but we identified that you was way better. You were levels, you were levels above this guy. You're he this guy's not even supposed to be in the ring more than more than six rounds with you. And when the fans see that you coasting, uh, uh, uh. But hopefully, but then Shakur Stevenson. He took it to social media. He apologized, said that he's not going to perform like that again. And he displayed his power versus hearing, displayed his excitement and power versus Oscar Valdez, displayed his power, excitement, defense, um, everything, ring IQ in all these fights. After that fight that he had prior to the hearing fight. Ain't nobody saying that Shakur Stevenson is boring no more. And still, he's still defensively sound, doesn't get touched, doesn't get hit. Good jab sits on his punches more because now he's so he's he's and he's young. So shout out to Hitchens. He's young, but it's like Shakur Stevenson is so sure that he knows that I'm quicker than you. So if I shoot my shot, I'm good enough and quick enough that I could shoot my shot. And in return, I could dip, slip, duck, catch your shot simultaneously. Maybe that's what Hitches need to learn. Maybe he's young and he needs to put more no, more fights. And he could get it all together. So for right now, you know what I'm saying? As of right now, he it was boring. It is boring. But hopefully, you know what I'm saying, New York, New York native, Haiti in the building, Brooklyn in the building. Hopefully he put it together, put everything together and stuff like that. Um again, Connor Ben, I was saying in the beginning, it was good to see him back in the ring. Um I don't know. I don't know if they're doing a disservice for, to him in the UK. I think they have a star right now in Conor Ben, and I think they 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 fogging up his light now. Of course, you got to be accountable for the test that he that that um the positive test. But let me tell you like this: if that result would have never hit the news, even the commission would have gone with the fight. See, the commission now is acting all big, bad wolf and trying to be the monitor and stuff like that, trying to have some morals and principles. But you was going to let that fight with, with, with Chris Eubank Jr. with the positive test and all the promoters and the fighters as well. So now you guys want to act like the good guy and want to pinch Conor Ben like he the bad guy. Everybody is accountable. Everybody's accountable. So let this man do what he need to do in the UK. Let him redeem himself. Just get tested. Just like when Canelo Alvarez got, got popped dirty with computer and stuff like that. And the WBC and the Vada testing, he started getting tested more than anybody in the sport of boxing. Just do that kind of bit. Because everybody dropped the ball. Everybody's accountable. The BCC trying to act like they were, they, they, they on some moral stuff right now. Nah. But it was glad to see him back in the ring. I would love to see Conor Ben mix it up with the guys like Virgil Ortiz. You know what I'm saying? Keith Thurman. Boots Ennis, Brian Castaño. I think that would be a hell of an entertaining fight right there with the Styles. Um, Erickson Lubin. All these fights are very, very good. Maybe he get a Tony Harrison. I mean, Tony Harrison's moving up to the middleweight division and stuff like that. But I think he could get a lot of fights, man. 154-pound division is going, to be, is, is going to be stacked and lit. The Big Bang. The Big Bang. Damn, what a, what a hit, y'all, man. The Big Bang, Zang beating Joyce, knocking him out cold, cold. I, I, I think I believe that's knockout of the year. 
I believe that is knockout of the year, the Big Bang. Now everybody's talking about the Big Bang saying versus Tyson Fury. Huh? Oh, you have respect in me now. You did the respect for me. Oh, you talk about, you talk about, uh, you talk about, um, uh, Wilder Fury. You talk about AJ Wilder. You talk about Usyk Fury. Nobody mentioned my name. Huh? I won war. I'm Chinese warrior. I won war too. Oh, now you are respecting me. I be George Joyce. I knock and caught. Oh, you ducking me. These guys are ducking me like a Frank Martin ducking Chaco Stevenson. <laughs> you saw him call out. Zan called out Tyson Fury yesterday. I want Tyson Fury. I want war. I want war. We're big dummy. <laughs> I want war. <laughs> hey, man. Big Bang got to talk, man. He got to talk. Talk. Talk your wish, Big Bang. Talk your wish. It was a good outing by. I thought, to be honest, man, I thought that Joy, that Joy Joyce was actually going was going to beat Zang in the rematch, to be honest. I thought he was going to pull what, what, what Dillian White pulled versus Pavevkin. Y'all already know that Pavevkin slept Dillian White in the first fight. And then in the second fight, um, Dillian White did his thing versus Pavevkin and stopped Pavevkin. I thought it was going to be something like that. And I know, I know, I know, I know if, Z if, if, if Joy Joyce would have beaten, if Joy Joyce would have beaten Zan, people going to be like, see, see. See, Earl Spitz could do the same thing to Buck Crawford if he get the rematch. <laughs> That's going here, folks. If Joyce would have beaten Zang, you would have heard. You would have. You would. You would have heard and seen people translate that outing with a potential Earl Spitz and Buck Crawford rematch. And as you heard, um, Team Crawford, one of his sparring partners, I forgot his name, said that Timothy Buck Crawford is looking to fight in 147. He wants to fight. Earl Spence at 147. And now you got Earl Spence fans. You know, these fanboys, I think they need some help for real, bro. They need help. These Earl Spence fanboys, man, it's in this community, in the YTBC and stuff, they, they, they really need some help. And, you know, you, you can't even, it's not even Earl Spence because Earl Spence, he not, it's not he's feeding him narrative. It's not like Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder was feeding these boxing content creators the, and, and these independent in, independent journalists, independent media, you know, narratives and stuff like that. But uh, um, Earl Spence, no excuse. It's no excuse. He's on vacation with his family, with his girl and stuff like that. People's creating these narratives around it. No, he will be better in 154 because, you know what I'm saying, he was drained. Hey, yo, the same thing is going to happen in 154. Just like, just like the Big Band did, Joy Joyce in a rematch, it was worse. Just like Deontay Wilder was slept by Tyson Fury in the trilogy, it was worse. The outcome was worse. And the outcome is going to be worse. You know, you know why? Because Terrence Bud Crawford, like I said then, and I'm going to say it now, and I'm going to keep on saying it. Terrence Bud Crawford live, breathe-ish the sport of boxing. He's in the gym right now with an eight-pack. After his win, Earl Spence is out there on vacation. And I'm just going by what I've seen. I'm just going by the photos. I'm just going by social media. Okay? I don't know if he's in the gym right now, but all I'm saying is he on vacay. He on, and, and on Nevada State Commission suspension. Bud Crawford is hungry. Bud Crawford is finding the same trade of Flo Mayweather. It was Flo Mayweather still running four or five miles at 3 o'clock in the morning right now. See, Terrence Bud Crawford, and I said this leading up to the fight, Terrence Bud Crawford Forget about the the, the 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 technical side of things because we all know if we are if we know if we have an eye for boxing we are all hardcore boxing fans some of us some of us can educate the casuals and stuff like that 
Bud Crawford is better than Earl Spence in every category. Better jab, better punch selection, better movement, off the back foot, defense, awkward. The intangibles is all there for Bud Crawford. It's over um, uh, um, Spence. That doesn't mean that Earl Spence is not on, 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 on a level. It's just like they say, uh, um, styles make fights. But I think that Timothy Bill Crawford just been eyeing a chance to get in the ring with Earl Spence for, um, for a long time and have been studying him for a long time and his team been studying him for a long time and Earl Spence is going through the motions. Earl Spence looked like a fighter that gets prepared when he got a contract in his, on the table, he signs it, and then he's going to the gym. Timothy Bill Crawford stays in the gym. He lives in the gym. He lives in the gym. So now you're dealing with a guy that's a gym rat and got all the skills in the world, pound for pound number one. You're dealing with that. And you think you're going to go and fight a rematch and you're going to be on vacation while this guy is still preparing in the gym? Nah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't even know why Earl Spence fans is trying to do that to Earl. Nah, 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 nah. He should fight at 100 foot. The same thing I was saying about Deontay Wilder. Because they, they're the same fan base. Deontay Wilder, Earl the True Spence. Both of these guys was the poster boy of these channels and and these and these uh, um, independent journalists and medias and stuff like that. They was a poster boy, and now they got Devin Haney as their poster boy. And now they getting mad at Shakur Stevenson because the the the, the, the Frank Martin and Shakur Stevenson back and forth. Um, uh, Frank Martin dug Shakur Stevenson, and since Frank Martin is the fighter of Earl Spence, so if, so the same fan base needs to ish on Shakur Stevenson because Shakur Stevenson is linked to Terrence Bud Crawford. Some tribal-ish in the sport of boxing. <laughs> Some tribal. But it is what it is. And yes, Frank Martin did duck, 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 duck. Quack, 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 quack. Mighty duck, mighty duck. Organ duck. Um, <laughs> um, Shakur Stevenson, who I regard uh, probably one of the best young of this uh, of this young era. Uh, I believe th- I believe they, it's three of them that's leading the way, in my opinion. Tiafimo Lopez, Shakur Stevenson, Bam Rodriguez. Bam Rodriguez going to be fighting... Um, um, Sonny Edward, that's going to be a good fight. But before we get to that, about this rematch with Bud Crawford and and Earl Spence, I'm going to say it again. I believe that Earl Spence should get his get back. Yet, listen to me, folks. I don't think he, I don't think it deserves an immediate rematch. There's rematch in the history of the sport of boxing. It doesn't need to be immediate. I don't believe it's smart to have this as an immediate rematch. If you really care about your boxer, if you really care about the longevity of his, of this fighter, if you really care about his health, strategically, you let him take a tune-up. I think people are going to watch Earl Spence no matter what. People, even 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 the past greats, the most respected fighters, more the, the most respected legendary fighters took their in-between fights. You don't need an immediate rematch. Now, in the sport of boxing, it does happen a lot, but it also... It's, it also doesn't happen when you need an immediate rematch. And I think it would be smart by Earl Spence to get a camp in at 154, feel comfortable, feel strong, and maybe, okay, all right, I do feel strong. I do feel better. I know I can do it. I know I can be better. I know I'm stronger. You know what I'm saying? It's no rush. Or I also believe that Earl Spence, to be honest, I think he's looking for a way out anyway. Cash out. I don't think he wants to stay pro as long. You know what I'm saying? The car accident, the beating he took from Bud Crawford. I don't think he loves the game like that. And, and you could, it sound, you can, you can hear it. You know what I'm saying? You can hear it. 
Back in the days, it was strap season, man down. Now it's money, money, money. And I knew it. After the weigh-in, when Terrence Bill Crawford said, we're going to make history, and, and, and Earl Spence said, and we're going to make money. See, he was about, Terrence Bill Crawford was about the history. Earl Spence was all about the money. All about the money. What happened? Even his morals changed. He don't want to fight Keith on Tom Thurman because when I called out Keith on Tom Thurman, he never gave me a chance. Well, Terrence Bill Crawford almost didn't give you that opportunity for you to become undisputed because he pulled out of last year's fight. And a matter of fact, that hindered you because now you sat for 17 months. You stood in the couch. That hindered you. Him pulling out last year hindered you. But you still give him an opportunity. You even gave him a coin flip. Ladies and gentlemen, tell us about Crawford hustle the ish out of Earl Spence. Oh, yeah, Earl Spence, man. Hey, yo, Bud Crawford played Earl Spence like a slugger. <laughs> yeah. Should have stayed in New York, man. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how the hustlers out there in Dallas, but I'm gonna say it like this, man. We know the we know we know we're fast out here in, in, in New York City. He pulled the fast one on, 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 on Earl Spence, man. Que pendejo. But again, I won't, I won't, I think, I, I think if you want your opportunity, if you want to get back, if Earl Spence wants to get back, then you know what? Fight Bud Crawford at 147 because you lost your belts. What happened to trap season? What happened to knocking on the doors, making all the all, making all them t-shirts, you knocking on each door and stuff like that, getting the belts? Well, you got you got to keep on knocking on the door because the dude, that neighbor, he took your belts. Now you got to knock on that door. How about go through the door? Because now if you want to fight Bud Crawford at 154s, you still want your get back. What's your get back without the straps? You want your straps. You want the opportunity to be, become undisputed. What happened to all them goals? And if he's not on that type of time, then it feels like Earl the True Spence just want the money because he knows that Bud, the Bud Crawford fight is probably going to be... Right now, it's his money fight. Right now, it's his money fight. If he takes Thomas Book Crawford right now, he's just all about the money. It's not about it's, it's it's not about the glory. It is what it is. It's prize fighting. But of course, a guy that Book Crawford is calling, Jamel Charlo, the undisputed 154 pound king, Lenu, Iron Man, gonna be fighting Canelo Alvarez, jumping two weight classes. Now we all know we've been breaking this fight down, but I got you, I got I got something for y'all. I got something for y'all, folks. Yeah, yeah, I got Jamel Charlo being Canelo Alvarez. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm saying it loud. I'm saying it clear. Now, this is my prediction. Y'all know. Y'all been following the channel. Y'all follow, follow the podcast. Y'all know that I'm a fan of both of these fighters. I've had them in pound for pound, especially Canelo Alvarez. But I've been having Jamel Charlo on pound for pound, top seven, top six, top five, for the past several years. Several years. Always felt high. Always felt highly of Jamel Charlo, the Iron Man, and I Jamel Charlo's daring to be great, just like Canelo Alvarez dared to be great when he moved to the 160 and four. Cause Sergey Kovalev at 175, he dared to be great and then beat Sergey Kovalev. So I don't want you to tell me that it can't happen. It could happen, and he beat the Crusher. He be a power puncher, and I'm saying like this: Jamel Charlo, he looking better. Especially with the addition of Joan Guzman, El Dominicano, El Matatán, El Platanero, El Manguco, El Tregolpe. Has given, given, or has added more wrinkles to Jamel Charlo's game. The bad, um, um, power off the back foot, movement, elusiveness. I like it. 
Just like Juan Guzman, arguably the best Dominican fighter that ever lived. I could see it. I could see the difference in Jamal Charlo. And as a fighter at this stage of his career, in my opinion, is still growing as a fighter. He's another fighter that stays in the gym. He built a gym. He stays in the gym. He built a gym. See, he got the same type of mentality that even Terrence Bill Crawford had. People used to talk about this fight even when they was going back and forth um, several months ago. Right? Even before the Earl Spence and Bud Crawford fight. I always said that Jamel Charlo will be Bud Crawford. But I understand a lot of people on the clouds right now because of Bud Crawford's performance versus um, um, Earl Spence beating from pillar to post. I think that a lot of people sees Bud Crawford. Oh my God, they're looking at him like he's the second coming of Jesus Christ right now. Let me get his props. People are actually saying that he can move up three weight classes and beat Canelo Alvarez. Let's see this fight. September 30th, Canelo Alvarez, the fourth division world champion, super middleweight undisputed, King Nelo, a.k.a. Cartelo, a.k.a. Cash Nelo, a.k.a. Payday, a.k.a. Get the out of here, man. Canelo Alvarez. Jamel Charlo, I got him beating Canelo Alvarez in a close fight. And I'm going to tell you like this, folks. It's not that I lost faith in Canelo Alvarez's skills and talent. It's not that I lost faith as in chin. It's not that I lost faith in his determination. His particular fortitude and mental fortitude. I lost faith in his stamina. Is that fair to say? Is that fair to say that Canelo Alvarez have his feel and look the same? When he fought Bavol, he was tired. He's the smaller guy. Bavol throw more punches. He's the bigger guy. We're supposed to be the other way around. The championship rounds between Triple G, the old man, a 40-year-old old man that really can't move. Can't, he, he's really one-dimensional at this point. One-dimensional at this point. Triple G, he won the championship rounds in the trilogy. Got tired. Got tired. Triple G ain't even moving. Why you getting tired like this? And then John Ryder, a.k.a. El Pelagato, John Ryder. John Wright ain't even supposed to be in the level of Canelo Alvarez. Matter of fact, let me keep it real. Let's keep it real. John Wright ain't even supposed to be in the ring with the band. And he couldn't get him out of there. And he hit him with everything in the kitchen sink. And you saw he was gassed. Now, people could say that, you know, when he was suffering from injuries. And, of course, this is a taxing sport. We can't take that. You know what I'm saying? We can't take that. I know a lot of people don't want to hear excuses. But, look, we, we, we got if, if we're going to respect these fighters, we're going to respect these athletes and stuff like that. You got to respect them on what they have to go through to prepare for what we're about to see a fight. You know what I'm saying? We're not in the, we're not in, in the gym. There's a lot of wear and tear that goes inside that gym. And there's a lot of pressure for fighters for fighters to actually perform on fight night. This ain't basketball where, you know, in the last minute, a player could be like, you know what? Get a rest day. I'll play tomorrow. I'll play the next game. And there's another, there's another game the, the next couple of days. In boxing, it's very, very hard to just put up an event. Remember, these fighters fight two times a year. If he don't fight now, he might fight one time a year. You understand? It's, it's a different type of pressure. Fight. That's why fighters. A lot of these fighters do fight for, do fight with injuries. If they have a surgery, they don't know if they're gonna be the same. You know what I'm saying? Because when you have surgery, you're really not really the same. Sometimes you're better than ever, but really not the same. They cut you open, right? So there's a lot of fighters out there that fight with with messed up hands, shoulder, 
knees, and stuff like that. So you got to give the fighter, especially of the caliber of Canelo Alvarez, the benefit of the doubt. But we also know that he's been professional for 15 years. Not for 15 years, ever since he was 15. There's a lot of wear and tear. Think about it. He got 50-plus fights. There's a lot of sparring. There's a lot of running. There's a lot of beating. There's a lot of head traumas. There's a lot of concussions because... I, I take I take the word of, of Keith one time Thurman. He also he says that every blow to the head is a minor concussion. I believe so. I believe so. But I just if and this is what I'm saying. I believe that Canelo Alvarez is going to have a lot of success as well. Just I believe that Jamel Charlo, if he come out strong and throw more punches, that's one thing about Jamel Charlo that I feel like he should always always stay have in mind. You got to throw more punches. If you don't throw more punches, you want to go tit for tat. With Canelo Alvarez, nah, it's not going to work. You got to overwhelm Canelo Alvarez. Because when you overwhelm Canelo Alvarez with some combinations, that's when Canelo Alvarez just put his muffins up and stuff like that. It's not ready to counter. Only when you throw some ones or two shots and stuff like that, it's easy for him to counter, slip, dip, um, duck, whatever, and counter you and stuff like that. But when you throw some combination of punches, straight punches and stuff like that, and also go to the body, you know that Canelo Alvarez have a chin. Why not go to the body? His chin is tested from the hundred to the hundred to the welterweight to the hundred and seventy-five by punches. He's tested. And yeah, you might not, you know, might not hurt Canelo Alvarez unless if you if 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 you you land shots that he don't see. But if you work the body, jabs the solo plex and stuff like that, I believe you work from the bottom and work your way up top, it's gonna be good, in my opinion, for Jamal Charlie. But I gotta throw more punches. Also, if stamina is the issue, and this is what I'm saying, folks, I believe that Jamal Charlie's gonna take the 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 first the first several rounds. I believe that Canelo Alvarez is going to come and start getting comfortable in the middle rounds. If it goes to the championship rounds, and listen to me, folks, if Canelo Alvarez's stamina is not up to par, if Canelo Alvarez's stamina is not up to par, Jamel Charlo, the Iron Man, is going to drown Canelo Alvarez. That's what I'm saying. If Canelo Alvarez stamina is not up to par, now if his stamina, look, he's running right now. I see, I see, I seen all axes. He's running in the hills. He's running. He's doing what I wanted. I've been wanting him to do because I know he stopped that training regimen and, st and running and stuff. I even questioned, like, yo, I don't know. I, I think that him and Eddie Reynoso have plateaued. And I said, you know what? They got to bring somebody new, a strength and conditioning coach. He got to run. He got to run. He got to do road work. You cannot. You got to do road work. Flo Mayweather still doing road work, but all Hopkins still do do road work. You got to. Do the work, the road work. I understand that these new, these these new strength and conditioning coaches telling these fighters that no, you're not supposed to run. That's a waste of time. Da, 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 da. Don't break. Don't don't. What, what's the, what's the saying? Don't fix was well. Don't fix was not broken. Don't broke was don't break was not fixed. Ah, something like that. you understand what I'm trying to say. Shit. Second English is my second language. <laughs> but. If Canelo Alvarez's stamina is not up to par, Jamel Charlo will drown Canelo Alvarez. And if he does, if he does, I know that a lot of people are going to, uh, of course, I understand a lot of people is not going. This is a very odd prediction. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of people is predicting Jamel Charlo. I'm predicting Jamel Charlo going to win the by upset, going to shock the people, and going to make people eat crow soup on Sunday morning. And let me say it like this. If Canelo, if Canelo Alvarez loses to Jamel Charlo, even though that for me is a respectable fight, even even I mentioned I mentioned this fight undisputed versus undisputed before it was even even negotiated or even mentioned. I did a video. Go check out. Go get. I, I got the receipts. I got the receipts. Go check it out. If if no, my kids, are, my kids are screaming. 
If, if, if Canelo Alvarez loses Jamal Charlo, I'm gonna tell you like this: people are going to question his greatness. It's gonna be unfortunate, folks. But I said it. I said it once before. If he loses to Jamel Charlo, because there's a lot of fighters, there's I mean, there's a lot of fans out there that believe that this should have never been a fight. It should have been it should have been Canelo Alvarez versus David Benavides, La Bandera Roja, the Mexican monster, the Ecuadorian monster, the Dominican monster. It should have been him. And y'all already know Demetrius Andre gonna be fighting David Benavides. We're gonna be talking about it just a little bit after that. Um, if Canelo Alvarez loses to Jamel Charlo, a guy that it wasn't it wasn't ultimately respected that Canelo Alvarez have chosen him to fight. In his first fight in the PBC three fight deal, people are going to question his greatness. He was not he's, he will not, he won't be labeled as the best Mexican ever, and which is arguably right. Um, they're going to question his greatness of this era if he was that guy. They're going to balloon up Buck Crawford more than ever and put him as number one as the man of this era because the lack of respect that people have shown Jamel Charlo for whatever reason they have. I don't know if Jamel Charlo been effing his, uh, people's baby mamas on the side or something like that. I don't know disrespect to Mrs. Charlo, but it looks like these people, these pundits, these, these even journalists, I'm talking about even credible boxing voice opinions, right? Have snubbed even Jamel Charlo as undisputed on their pound for pound. And let me see, like this, how serious is a pound for pound? Because a lot of people be like, oh, no, it's selective, it's, it's, it's opinions. You got to understand that even on ESPN panelists, the people that be voting for these pound for pounds, a lot of these writers do have the voting power to vote you into the Hall of Fame. And if they don't think that you are pound for pound caliber in this era, then they may snub you into the Hall of Fame as well because they're already snubbing you in this era. In their eyes, you're not even pound for pound of this era being undisputed. So there is this something, this vendetta they have with Jamel Charlo that they're not giving the, the ultimate the ultimate respect i don't know why but i do and i have given jamel charlo his respect been pound for pound top five top six for several years like three years i always find him better than earl true spence have accomplished more than earl spence they have put him up they have put earl spence above him in the pound for pound list if jamel charlo beats canada Alvarez number one he's gonna be the pound for pound number one pound for pound number one no talks, no talks, no debate. I don't want to hear it. I don't give a damn. Oh, but Chuck, no. You beat Canelo Alvarez, the man of this era, the cash cow, the fourth division world champion, like I said in the beginning, undisputed in the super middleweight, and he's daring to be great. He's moving up in weight. Two classes up to fight Canelo Alvarez. Not fighting, not, not fighting uh, 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 Lemieux. He's fighting Canelo Alvarez. El Rey, El King, Saul. So... But it's going to be unfortunate for Canelo Alvarez because people are going to question how great he is. Not how great he is, but his precision, his slot. This loss, let, let, I'm going to give you an example. If you have Canelo Alvarez as your top, it, within the top 30s ever in the sport of boxing, top 20 ever in the sport of boxing, let's just say, with this loss, you will put him in the top 50 or 60. That's how much he would drop. You know why? Because people did the same thing with Roy Jones Jr. When Roy Jones Jr. beat Zhang Ruiz to become heavyweight champion of the world, only two men in the history of the sport of boxing that done it, that come from the lower division like 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 like, Earl, like, like Roy Jones Jr. did and became undisputed, him and Floyd Patterson. If, remember how he lost to Antonio Tarver. After the Zhang Ruiz fight, he was considered arguably the greatest of all time. There was mentions with Roy Jones Jr., Muhammad Ali, and stuff like that. He was mentioned as the greatest of all time. 
He was fighter of the decade. This man was unbelievable to, to, to this day. To this day. His speed and power, the combination of the speed and power was like Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray Leonard having a baby. Pause. But when he took that loss to Antonio Tarver, that sucked out. That popped the balloon of Roy Jones Jr. Even later on in his career, people wasn't even watching his fights. And he was getting knocked out cold by Glenn Johnson, knocked out cold. It was just, yes, he was a first battle Hall of Famer. But, it, but his legacy... And the way that people looked at him, it took a hit. It took a hit. I, I, and I'm a Roy Jones Jr. fan. I, to be honest, I was I hated that he kept on fighting. I'm like, wow, damn, what's going on? He's getting knocked. Oh my God, people wasn't respecting. Like in his later career, let's be honest, people just wasn't even respecting Roy Jones Jr. like that. And the same thing could happen to Canelo Alvarez if he loses to Jamel Charles. One thing losing to a guy that a lot of people think is the biggest threat for Canelo Alvarez. You know what I'm saying? The Bavar loss, he went up in weight. He stood his ground. He didn't get demoralized. He didn't get knocked out. He didn't get stopped. You could respect that loss and still say, well, Jamel, well Canelo Alvarez is there to be great. If he loses to Jamel Charlo, a guy that's coming up two weight classes up, a guy that nobody see him as a threat to Canelo Alvarez, not from the fans of Canelo Alvarez, not from the haters of Canelo Alvarez. If Jamel Charlo beats Canelo Alvarez, that aura of Canelo Alvarez of this era is done. I believe that Canelo Alvarez is under real pressure, real pressure. And I think that Jamel Charlo is fighting like he got nothing to lose. Got nothing to lose but everything to gain. Most of the people think he's going to lose. But I got Jamel Charlo winning a close decision in the championship rounds. And people going to be like, well, it's Canelo Alvarez. It's Canelo. Let, 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 me, let, let, me, let me knock off this. this let me knock, out, knock off this narrative. Well, it's Canelo Alvarez. It's a lot of money. He can't win against the scorecards. Let me tell you where he's fighting. He's fighting on the PBC. Okay? This ain't, this ain't Jamel Charlo that's jumping from a top rank coming to PBC. Jamel Charlo is high invested fighter of PBC. Don't think that they just gonna robbed. And I'm just I'm, this is the narrative talk. Don't think that they just gonna rob Jamel Charlo. Huh? Don't think so. Don't think so. I know that May 4th, I know they got that fight reserved. Canelo Alvarez versus David Benavides. David Benavides could get to could be a undefeated fighter and the most ducked fighter, the most avoided fighter in the history of the hit the most let me let me let me let me retract. The most avoided fighter by champions in the history of the sport of boxing, Demetrius Bouandrian. Oh yes, I said it. If y'all want to say this error, I say this error. He's the most avoided fighter by champions. Listen, the most avoided. Don't bring me no I, I'm not talking about no mandatory. Don't bring me no damn Genebeck. Don't bring me no damn Zach Parker. Don't bring me none of that La Lara. Don't bring me the time when he, when he didn't fight Jamel Charlo. Jamel Charlo was not a champion. I'm talking about he's the most avoided fighter by champions. Jamal Charlo in the middleweight division. Triple G. Canelo Alvarez to become undisputed in the 168-pound division. And now the narrative is, is that can, uh, um, the two guys that Canelo Alvarez have avoided is going to go up against each other. Demetrius Andre versus, Dem Dem Andre versus David Benavidez. The boogeyman versus the monster. Can't wait to see that fight that's going to be happening November 24th, Thanksgiving. 
But going, but 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 concluding with the Jamal Charlo and Canelo Alvarez. Again, if Canelo Alvarez stamina is not up to par, Jamal Charlo is going to pick him apart and going to win a close decision. And it might be, it might be a rematch. Might be a rematch. And then who knows? But I got Jamal Charlo upsetting Canelo Alvarez. Now, David Benavides and, and Demise Andre. Demise Andre is going to be overlooked as well. But he got a lot to prove. A lot to prove. Demise Andre, in the industry of the sport of boxing, and by his contemporaries, he was the most respected fighter by his contemporaries. Everybody knows Demise Andre in the industry. They know the threat that he possessed, 6'1", southpaw, or um, unorthodox. Awkward, unpredictable, could switch, throw punches from different angles, weird combinations and stuff like that. Great jab, never in, uh, never in line, always offline. Could slug you out, then outbox you. Barely touched. Very tough fight for the, for for David Benavidez, a young David Benavidez, not young, not so young. A lot of people want to want to compare Demise Andre to Caleb Plant because of quote unquote movement. No, way different type of fighters. Caleb Plant is actually predictable. Caleb Plant don't got these. It's not awkward. He just uh, know how to use his foot, know how to throw the jab, know how to throw two three punch combination, but nothing like a Demise Andre. Totally different type of fighter. And I believe that Demise Andre's skills, intangibles, is levels above Caleb Plant. So I think it's going to be a tough fight. David Benavides, for his height, throws a lot of punches. I don't know how long David Benavides is going to be healthy to be in a 168-pound division. Demise Andre just moving up from 168. He did have a fight with Demar Nicholson. Dropped him several times and stuff like that throughout the fight. Went 10 rounds with him, but pitched a shutout. Hurt him. It's going to be a tough fight. Hey, we might see the win of Demise Andre. And see Canelo Alvarez and Canelo Alvarez could get could, could beat um Charlo. Or we could be, or we could have the fight that was supposed to happen a long time ago in 154. If the Mise Andre beats David Benavidez and Jamel Charlo beats Canelo, then we get that fight. Oh man, I'm gonna tell you like this. And both of these guys don't really like each other. You're gonna see a Tony Harrison, Tony Harrison and Jamel Charlo promo back back and forth with the Mise Andre and Jamel Charlo. And we can still get the Benavides and Canelo Alvarez. Now, if David Benavides beat the Mise Andre. And Canelo Alvarez beat Jamel Charlo is reserved May 4th. David Benavides versus Canelo Alvarez. A lot of pieces are going to be moving. A lot of narrative is going to be created. A lot of feelings is going to be switching. That's what boxing does. We wouldn't be, A lot of people wasn't mentioning the Big Bang versus Fury. But now they are because what he did to Joyce. And now people ain't even mentioning Joyce. It only takes a year, several months, not even a year. When Joyce beat Parker, it was all about, man, I think Joyce is actually going to bring a, a bigger threat than Alexander Usyk to Tyson Fury. Even Tyson Fury felt the same way, but now look, things change in the sport of boxing. Things change in the sport of boxing. So you got to be humble. Take your wins like you take your losses. But anyway, man, um, let me know what y'all think. Um, it was good rocking for the people on the road right now, for the people that are just training or stuff, just listening to the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep on dropping these exclusive, exclusive episodes and stuff like that. That's actually a little bit different from the, from the lives and the YouTube. 
Um, probably going to put also the YouTube lives into these podcasts as well, just in case if you can't catch it or you just you're not the YouTube type or the Spotify type, the Google, the the the, the Google Play type and uh, iHeartRadio, whatever you want to call it, stuff like that where you could get or I, um, 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 Apple, Apple podcast. Um, let me know what y'all think, man. Subscribe to the channel. Please share this episode. Share the podcast. Um, let's keep the movement. Y'all already know this guy first, everything second. Fight plus survive eagle shoot champions. Go to my to the to the store on my YouTube channel. You could you could you could buy the gear. You could buy the uh, um the clothing out there, man. Support the channel any way you can. Smash the like button. Um, uh, donations right there. Cash app dollar sign punch drunk. If you want to donate to the to the movement. So y'all already know, man. Love y'all. Have a great, great day. Love y'all. God bless. And on to the next.